Hey y'all, it's Amelia Rose, and welcome to Say La Me. And also, welcome to 2021. I cannot believe we're in a new year. I'm very, very excited about that um, because 2020 was good in some aspects and bad in others. So, um, kind of like any other year, except for it really wasn't. There, I think um, we as a society, whatever, went through um, collective trauma, whatever. Um, so, I think we all understand that we're all very excited about 2021. So, yeah. Um, update for you guys. Do you remember last episode when I was talking about merch and I was like, email me if you have any merch ideas or if you are um, thinking about merch, like what would you like to see from me? And I mentioned I won't have merch for a very long time or, you know, I'm paraphrasing myself, but I was like, I won't have merch in forever, but like, tell me what you want. Guys, I have merch. <laughs> I'm really, 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 really excited. Um, the thing is, I got really curious and I ended up looking up how to make merch and all of that because I'm clueless in that aspect. And I luckily ended up finding Tee Public. And long story short, I have Say Me merch. So yeah, right now in my store, I have t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, phone cases, pillows, notebooks, pins. Uh, there's a lot right now. And there are actually a couple of different designs to choose from and the best part the t-shirts come in a lot of different fits and styles so I'm very excited about that I love variety I know everyone has their like signature style but um yeah I'm very very excited so I'll be linking my merch website in the show notes of this episode so y'all can take a look if you are interested um yes I'm, I'm so excited. One of my favorite things in the store is actually a sticker, um, which sounds kind of weird, but it's it's really cute. It's just Say La Me. It just says that, and I think it says, like, Say La Me podcast, and it has a heart, um, and I just, I really like that sticker. I think I might just give myself one because I think it's, I think it's really cute, but anyway, it will be linked down below if you're interested, and if you're interested, like, show me pictures of what you get. I'm excited, so anyway, I want to say that, but pretty much this episode is um, about advice I would give to my younger self. And I really wanted to do this episode because I find it really interesting to hear what other people wish they had known or that they'd learned when they were younger and what they would go back and tell themselves. So I decided to create my own list. And these are in no particular order. They're just I just wrote them down as they came to me. And I actually wrote this episode a few weeks ago. And I was as I was reading over my points like yesterday to make sure, you know, there was still something I wanted to say. Um, there's still something I want to say. And there's still um I'm still agreeing with what I chose to tell y'all. So that's a good thing. So my first thing on the list is to be flexible. So my life has taken a lot of turns that I like wasn't expecting. Um, I've just had a lot of my plans pan out in a way that like, I don't know, I didn't expect, you know, Um, and it's the same with school. It's the same with um, just relationships and family and all of that. So it was pretty difficult for me um, at first because I always say I hate change, Um, but it's it was pretty difficult for me to change paths and to imagine a new future for myself. And I've done that several times. I've like, you know, had stuff that I thought was going to happen or had a path that I was sure I was supposed to take. And then I ended up like it ended up changing or I ended up not taking that path. And it was very difficult for me to change course. And um, every time this has happened, I just, I keep telling myself, be flexible, be flexible. Like, you know, if you, kind of, I don't know, like expect these things, it will be a lot easier to 
go with the flow um, when these things happen. And also off of this, um, just telling myself that not, not all changes are bad. You know, um, it is really sad. It doesn't matter um, if you have had this idea for a really long time and then something better comes along. It's really hard to change what you thought was supposed to happen in your life or, you know, a job you thought you were supposed to have or a relationship you thought you were supposed to be in or people you thought you were supposed to meet or people you met that you thought you were supposed to be friends with forever or something. And when things kind of end up not happening or th- other things happen that you weren't expecting, it's really hard to change course. So I don't have everything figured out, but I definitely would tell my younger self to be flexible that, you know, you're a smart girl, but you don't have everything figured out. No one does and no one can. So, you know, a change in course is really not anything to be ashamed of because I have gone through like feeling shame of like, my plan's not working out, which like you should never feel ashamed of that because that's not, you know, maybe you just didn't have the best idea for yourself. I know God has a completely different path than what I expect and that's not a bad thing. So my number one thing um, that I'm starting with, um, not necessarily the number one thing I would tell myself, um, but it, that would be just to be flexible. Um, another thing I would tell myself is don't take your family for granted. So as I've gotten older, I think we all do this, but or most of us do this. But as we get older, I realize just how blessed I am to have the family I have. And there were some times when I was younger where I felt, you know, lonely or whatever. And instead of relying on my family, I kind of forgot to be grateful for them. Um, not good, but I think it happens to all of us. I hope it happens to all of us. So I'm not alone in my ingratitude or whatever. But yeah, I'm really well aware that having a good close family is the absolute dream for some people. That's like their end goal and their highest aspiration in life. And I already have that. And, you know, I feel like sometimes when you're just given things um, right off the bat, you can really lose sight because you don't know anything different. Um, You can lose sight of how good you have it. And so I would just tell myself to rely more on my family and not take them for granted. You know, I was pretty obsessed when I was younger um, with belonging to a group outside of my home. And I feel like this is very human, very natural. And I feel like we all want this. We all want to belong. You know, we all want to find a friend or a group of friends or just a community where we feel like we belong. Um, And I just was really obsessed with that idea. And I was just like, have to have friends, have to have people who choose me because I feel like I was like, well, yeah, my family like chooses me, like that's vague, but they do. But pretty much I was just placed in this family and like, you know, they don't actually choose me. They have to love me. And like, guys, your family does not have to love you. Like, seriously. Um, you know, if you've grown up with a family that isn't the closest or you've had experience with that like through a friend or whatever like you know not all families are loving and that's sad but it's true and so I feel like I would just like shake myself a little bit and be like come on like be grateful for your family and like you have like such a huge head start in life because you have such a great family so I would definitely say to take my family um and be grateful for them and not take them for granted
the next thing I would tell myself is your body is awesome and take care of it. Um, so that's a little bit of a two-parter. Um, I did spend a portion of my life striving to be like, you know, thin and cool and whatever. And I felt very dissatisfied with my body for a time. Um, I was overweight as a kid. And while I was a really, really happy child, like very extremely happy, especially because I had such a great family who loved me, I just felt free and loved and all of that. Um, though I was happy, there were some, and like to an extent there still are, some insecurities that developed from my weight being higher and me being different. And, you know, there are different people and kids and adults who make like dumb comments that they shouldn't. And side note, I can kind of understand like a kid making a comment because kids just see it like, you know, they tell it like they see it. And, you know, (laughs) they're not necessarily worried about being like politically correct or like polite. Like, like, especially very, very early on. Um, I mean, there were times where I'm like, you're way too old to be making comments about my weight. Like, go away. But, you know, I can kind of understand it from a kid's perspective of just, like, especially, you know, when you're, like, walking with your mom and, like, a little kid, like, points and says something, like, not that great. It's, like, that scene in the movie where the mom's, like, like, oh, shush, honey. Oh, I'm so sorry, you know. Um, so, I get that, and I don't blame those little kids, but, um, you know, and, like, kids in general, I'm a little bit, like, yeah, whatever, you live, you learn, but, like, adults, like, seriously, you're gonna tell the happy little girl that she's fat, like, she knows, you idiot, (laughs) you know, whatever, but, um, I am still working on my body image, because some days I'll love the way I look in the mirror, and other days I will not be that happy, and it's really definitely, that is normal, I feel like we all go through that, but I would tell younger me that her body is not the source of all her problems, because for a while I was, like, you know, I, I'm not friends with that person because I'm not skinny enough or I'm, I'm too fat or whatever, or I missed out on that opportunity because I'm too fat or they don't like me because I'm fat or, you know, whatever, especially when I was younger and I was struggling with my weight. Um, but I would tell me like, your body's not the source of your problems and learning to love your body is a way better use of my time than actively hating it, you know? And there are ways to make improvements without being like really strict and like sucking all the joy out of my life. Um, I feel like we all know this on a subconscious level, but emotionally when you're like, you know, especially if I viewed my body as the source of all my problems and I needed to do something drastic to like, you know, fix my problems, I would think, oh, well, I have to fix my body now because obviously my body is the only thing holding me back because I'm perfect in all other ways, not. I mean, that is kind of prideful in itself. You know, I know that that was kind of a prideful, like, idea to have of, like, if I fix my body, I'll be perfect. Um, No, honey, you won't. You still have pride issues and you still have, like, things that are not perfect. You know, your body is not the only thing that's not perfect. So maybe work on the stuff that actually matters and, um work on your body a little bit, but maybe don't be so, like, harsh or so, like, down on yourself about it. But, yeah, I just feel like loving your body is way better use of your time than hating it, and, um, I don't know. I feel like this is an area where I have grown a lot, so I'm really, really proud of it, um, and so I do kind of look back on my younger self and think, like, poor you, like, you didn't know, and, like, come on, you're gonna be okay, Rosie, like, you're gonna be fine, you know, when you're older, you you will figure this out for, you know, give or take. I definitely still have struggles and I still have areas that I'm struggling in, but um, that would definitely be something that I would tell myself. 
All right, the fourth thing I would tell myself is trust your gut. So over time, I have learned that my instincts are really pretty reliable, like more reliable than I even believed initially. Um, And so I'll tell younger Amelia Rose to trust her intuition that if she gets a bad feeling about a person or a place, or if she like just doesn't like something and she doesn't really know why, there's probably most likely a reason because I have come across this in my own life. You know, Um, it has served me so many times when I wasn't even aware that I like necessarily had a bad feeling about something. Um, There have been like really several instances where I've left people or places or situations and then like right after I leave something bad happens within those people places or situations and it's crazy because I always look back and I'm like I left two weeks ago or I like distanced myself from this person like a couple you know days ago and then all of a sudden this is happening you know and it's it's really weird I could have some stories that I could tell but um I'll probably leave this for another episode, but I would definitely say trust my gut because, um, or me to trust my gut, like y'all trust your own gut. (laughs) Um, but sometimes things happen and you don't know why you feel a certain way, but like, if you feel that way, you should take note of it and you should be able to say, Hey, like, I don't, I don't feel right. And you don't need a concrete reason. You know, I mean, I think we all know the difference between really just knowing like innately that something is wrong and you don't know why but you know it's wrong rather than you trying to find you know like excuses about why a thing is wrong so I just feel like little me needs to trust her gut you know and in the same vein stick to your morals you know no amount of fitting in can make up for being assured by doing you know what's right like I just feel like my conscience is formed like very strongly and that's in part probably mostly yeah definitely mostly thanks to my parents um I, like now recording this episode I'm just like I learned so much from them so but um you know if something just doesn't feel right it's probably not right for me you know it doesn't mean that it's a bad situation like all across the board it's just a bad situation um but like for me if something doesn't fit and I don't know why I probably just need to trust my gut I won't be happy in that situation even if you know I've been in situations where people have been like that's been like the most happy or the happiest that they've ever been and then I'll go into that situation and I'll just be like I hate it (laughs) I hate it here um and so that's not wrong I don't think that's wrong at all it's just not everything that works for other people is going to work for you so I shouldn't let people like the experience other people's having dictate what my experience is because if I don't like something I should just not be in or do that thing to an extent you know you can't you don't quit stuff but I'm talking about like gut instinct of like this is wrong for me um trust your gut um another thing is you can choose your attitude so choose to be happy so this is in the same vein of like taking my family for granted being lonely whatever when I was growing up um at times and so sometimes when I was growing up whenever I felt like sad or lonely or just down in the dumps whatever I would purposefully adopt a negative attitude because I'm just like well you know I don't know why I don't really even know my thought process behind that but um I heard this advice from my mom like so many times about like you can choose to be happy you get to choose how you react to something and um looking back on it now I'm kind of like she was like presenting that to me like as like freedom it wasn't supposed to she wasn't like guilting me into trying to be happy it's like there's freedom in this like the situation around you you can't control but you can control how you react to this and so you have the freedom to make the choice to be happy 
And a lot of times I chose to just be down in the dumps or whatever, or just harbor these negative feelings instead of letting them go. And I know that sometimes we're sad for no reason and not every day is going to be a good one, but I'm not really talking about those times. That's not really what I'm talking about. It's just in times where I could have just quickly moved on that I didn't, you know, and, um, more about how instead of letting the feelings go, I just kind of harbored them. And I just, I don't know. I, when I grew up, I finally listened, you know, um, and I started listening more and more. And so just growing and evolving and all of that. And I chose the positive in most situations, which I'm very proud of myself for because, um, actually like for a couple years, I was a pretty negative person, which might be surprising because, I feel like my positivity kind of comes through in my podcast and now it's more of a personality trait for me. It's like, I feel like people can count on me to be positive in those situations. Um, hopefully, hopefully I don't have this like weird perception of myself where I'm like a lot better of a person than I actually am. I don't know, but I do feel like being positive is part of my personality. So it is kind of weird to look back and be like, Ooh, like I was a negative person at times, you know? And so after I decided to become more positive, I became so much happier and it really, really changed my outlook. And now I feel like I've taken that to heart and I really hope that does come through in my podcast. And I definitely have like my immature selfish moments still, but like in general, I am way better at this than I once was. All right, the next piece of advice I would give my younger self is to keep being kind to people. So this is a little bit vague, but oh well. I mean, there were times when I was growing up when I would treat a person the way I wanted to be treated. You know, I was taught to follow the golden rule. um, And then sometimes people would like not reciprocate or they'd even just like take all of that and just like leave me, like ghost me kind of. And I had a couple instances where I was a teen where uh, friends would just like cut off contact and that really hurt. And it was kind of my first um, like run in with like rejection and it made me feel really rejected in a way. And it was kind of shocking because um, I feel like we all get this idea and it's natural to have this idea, but it's also a little bit immature of like, good things happen to good people. And like, like, it kind of does, you know, it kind of does. And I feel like you attract a lot more good if you're a good person than if you're not a good person. But for me, I took that saying and kind of twisted it into saying like, good things always happen to good people. And like, that is absolutely not true. And some of the like worst things happen to good people. And it's it's sad, but it's a fact of life. And so that first run in with rejection of like friends not contacting me for months on end, and then suddenly showing back up and then leaving again for like a year and like, just crazy stuff. Um, it, it like, really shocked me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a good person. Why are not, why are these bad things happening? And so um, part of like the reason why it hit me so hard is I was, you know, young and innocent and I didn't understand the way the world worked. Um, and so uh, after a couple of instances, I was really tempted to not try anymore, to just like give up trying to be good to people. I was trying to figure out how to balance being kind with protecting my heart. And I feel like that is definitely a lesson that comes with age and experience. I don't think that that's something a lot of us can do in our first moments as a young kid with rejection or with, you know, people on the playground not being nice to you. Um, And you keep trying to approach them and be nice. And you're just like, well, I keep trying to be nice. What's their deal? Um, So it definitely does come with age and experience. 
Uh, so I wanted to be the friend I wanted to have for myself, but also I didn't want to become a doormat. And so after going through a few painful experiences, I was like really questioning whether being a good person was worth it or not, or if it like really made a difference in my life, or if it was even as rewarding as I was led to believe. Um, but I would tell young Amelia Rose that she is definitely, it definitely is, you know, when she grows up, she'll find friends who reciprocate and she won't feel as lonely and that it was really all worth it. It was worth being a good person. And if she just keeps doing that, she'll find people who appreciate it. You know, I feel like, you know, just because you, I don't know, this is going to be a stupid analogy, but I'm going ahead with it anyway. If you wear a dress to a party and the people don't appreciate the dress, it doesn't mean the dress was stupid. It just means, you know, maybe you go to another party and people are just, you know, fawning all over your dress and people think that it's amazing, you know? Just because you have something that people don't appreciate doesn't mean that it's something people shouldn't appreciate. It just means that that group you have might not appreciate it and you need to find another group. And that's what happened to me. And I still go through situations where I question myself and I'm tempted to just like disregard people and not make an effort because I don't seem to get much in return sometimes, but that's life. And I've really come to realize that it's worth being a kind person, you know, like even if it's not reciprocated, I'm fine in the knowledge that I did my best and I did the best I could and any negativity that I face or any like rejection or whatever I face, it really isn't about me. And also... I think part of this, like I said before, it develops with experience and that I've kind of learned a general balance of that over the years. Another thing I would tell my younger self is don't take things too personally. And I'm still telling myself this now because our world is internal. I mean, obviously we live in like planet Earth. We live in the world. But our world with our thoughts and our emotions and you know our perceptions and stuff is internal and they are self-centered. And I don't mean that in a bad way way of like we're being narcissistic but I mean that as our world is centered around ourselves. you know um we are the person in our life who like we experience all of our emotions we experience all of our thoughts and all of our viewpoints and we keep that inside and no one else can experience it at all they can't experience the way we experience things um even if they can they can't experience it all so our world is very self-centered you know my personal world is me and then the people around me. Um, and it's crazy to think that other people's world, I'm someone around them, you know? And so when something bad happens or when something, when someone's mad or when, you know, just when something unpleasant happens, I personally tend to go inward and think, what did I do to cause that? And I did that a lot when I was younger, especially with this uh, rejection and whatever, um, and friends who like did not give put in effort um only put it in when it suited them um I definitely was I took it personally you know I was like it's me you know it's because I don't like me you know and like even if they don't like you who cares but at the same time it was really hard for me to grasp like I don't think of myself as a selfish person but it's a fact of life that everyone's world kind of revolves around them and so I'm just like I would tell my younger self, like, switch your viewpoint, you know? Maybe they just don't care enough and it has nothing to do with you. They probably treat other people like this. It's not just you. It's not that they keep up with everyone in their life except for you when it's, like, a target. They're targeting you for this, like, bad treatment or they're, like, you know, I don't know, like, forgetting about you specifically, you know? Like, I don't know what's going on in their life. And um, even though they're 
cases where, you know, it wasn't excusable not to contact me, um, it's still probably nothing to do with me, you know? And so I would definitely tell myself, I, I keep telling, I keep telling myself this, like, who am I kidding? I definitely keep telling myself because things happen, it's not personal, you know? Um, or because things don't happen, it's not personal. It's just life. And even if it is personal, not everything's personal. So I would absolutely tell myself, do not take things personally because nine times out of 10, it does, it has like absolutely nothing to do with you. All right, and the last thing, probably the most important thing um, I would tell my younger self is to stay faithful to God no matter what happens or what doesn't happen. So a lot of these things about telling myself advice, they have to do with control. And I do have like a control like – I wouldn't say issue, but I definitely like to be in control. And control is an illusion. I know you can say it to me like a million times, uh, but, you know, there's a difference between knowing something – logically and knowing something emotionally and um you know sometimes emotionally it just doesn't sink in I'm like I know it but I still feel like I could control this like no you can't so this thing is hard for me because my life would look a lot different without my faith in God um but I definitely have had my moments that have tested my faith in God and um like, I don't think I've ever had a moment where I feel like, oh, God doesn't exist. But I've definitely doubted his good intentions for my life and his goodness. I'm like, God might exist, but I don't think he loves me. I don't think, you know, he has the best plan for me. And so this is like, that's that's the doubt I have. Not that he doesn't exist, but that he doesn't care or that he he's not, he doesn't, I don't know, he doesn't care, you know, or he's not good. Um but it's important to stay faithful. And this has been, you know, is illustrated to me in like a million ways of like, when I have consciously decided I will stay faithful to God, I will stay on my path, I will do what I know is rewarding and right and everything. Um, and it has been extremely rewarding. If not, it's not that everything magically fell into place and that everything was like fixed. It's that I felt like I could do hard things, you know, because sometimes, you know, I know there are all these Christian videos and stuff and like on YouTube and podcasts and all of this, especially like people who convert to Christianity from, you know, whatever they were before. Um, and people have this idea of Christians that it's just like walking down like the primrose path. It isn't, you know, it's very difficult. And I feel like, there have been times where believing in God was a lot more inconvenient than not believing in him, you know? And so I would just say, stay faithful to God because it's rewarding and it doesn't automatically fix things, but it automatically makes me feel like I can do the hard stuff and I can, I like I can have faith, you know? Something else that I've learned is that God has never promised to make our lives happy or easy. And I know that that sounds really, really harsh and, you know, it kind of is, but, um, you know, everyone wants a happy life, you know, I don't necessarily think everyone wants an easy life, but it's like really sad not to have a happy life. But I feel like the greatest happiness is sticking to something, you know, to be true, even if it's hard, you know? And so I definitely tell, uh, my younger self that it's super like important to stay faithful to God and to keep trusting him because, um, I don't know, like, he hasn't failed before, even though it feels like sometimes 
maybe he has, it's not him. It's just your plans and your control and your um, aspects and your perspective um, on life. Okay, guys, that is the end of the episode. I really hope you enjoyed. I apologize if my throat or my voice sounded weird in parts of the episode. I am currently experiencing some allergies. I do that in the winter anyway, but especially during the holiday season when you're eating a lot of festive food, I have a dairy intolerance, and I've been eating dairy on Christmas, so, um, oh well, you know, you live once, so might as well, um, but yeah, I apologize if I sounded a little bit weirder in this episode than normal, but yeah, um, reminder, I have merch, so it will be linked down below if you want to go check it out or get something or just see like what kind of designs I have. I'm very excited about that. And then also next week I will be doing a funny, interesting stories. I know I told this in my last episode, but I will be doing that episode next week. So if if you have anything you want to share, definitely um, email me, bonjourselami at gmail.com. And until then, I will talk to you later. Bye.